The Star Isles Monday Review is back for 2023 and in timely fashion because something quite big happened over the weekend. We'll, of course, look back over that seismic win over Newcastle and have a look, a quick word, sorry, about one of the heroes of the night and his where his immediate future might lie. This is the Star Isles Monday Review with me, Chris Holt, and, of course, Alex Miller and Joe Cran. Lads. Good that. Pause, <laughs> oh, liquid. I've missed that. It's the pregnant pause after the intro as well. It's like it's building up, isn't it? Yeah, this is going to be absolutely brilliant. This is going to be the greatest thing you've listened to today. Yeah, yeah. About oh, Sheffield Wednesday with a, with a Northern Irishman and two <laughs> <W Yorkman. laughs> Um The nichest of niche. <laughs> Tonight or tonight, Saturday night was a bit of a throwback, wasn't it? It was, um, I don't get Hillsborough under the lights, big match, big win. It, it was big, it was big. So, <laughs> you know, I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll let you do the this is why I let you do the words now. I just sit there and, and tell everybody what to do. Do you know the best thing for me is that it wasn't. A snatch and grab it wasn't undeserved they they were full value for the win you know it, we often see you know these giant killings in in games where one team has 55 shots on goal and they just can't score but it was just a really good team effort me and alex were sort of saying afterwards it, it was difficult to to single any, anybody out because it was such a, a great overall performance for everybody um obviously we'll we'll, we'll talk about individuals but yeah the, the noise when that second goal went in it was good when the first one went in but when the second one went in, and it was almost like a joy and relief at the same time, it was yeah, it was it was brilliant. The first the first goal, I think there was a bit of hesitancy because there were because it was I think because bad. because of the way it went in, and then there was a bit of possibility. Well, he was offside, but you know, yeah. the maybe a little bit of disbelief. But you had with the, with the second goal, you had that kind of slight build up where he's racing through, and everybody's kind of getting off getting off their seats and that and I guess that's why the, the noise was so big and of course Dolan the league was it, it it felt to me like the atmosphere just grew throughout obviously before the match they had the light show that was exciting. It's good that it really it, it was actually it was better than last time wasn't it? It's the closest I've got to a nightclub in years and it was uh, yeah it was tremendously exciting. Um but the atmosphere just sort of grew and I think that that's that's the reason, Chris, in that it, it felt like the belief grew. It was like, oh, you know, the score isn't this great and all the rest of it, but, you know, Newcastle win 3-1. Um, and then that second goal, it, it, the, it's one of the best atmospheres, certainly, that probably the best atmosphere that I've I've experienced at Hillsborough. Um, and, yeah, the, I mean, the scenes afterwards, it was just a brilliant, brilliant night. And as Joe says... Just brilliant performances all the way through the pitch. You know, there's really it, it feels really harsh saying it, but I, I think Fizz was was rightly taken off at half time. He, he just struggled to get in the game, but to a man, every single other player was outstanding. It, it was just uh, a coming together of. Um, I don't know. It feels like it's been bubbling under, and it's completely different. You cannot compare, you know, th these the comments that we, we've seen and, and maybe get drawn into about, you know, why can't they do that at home to Oxford and stuff? It's a it's a different kettle of fish because 
Oxford aren't going to step out in the same way. And, and there's a very good reason, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. It's just it, it might as well be a different sport. And um, but what was encouraging is that the big players, you know, your buyers, you know, Windass, um, they mixed it with with Premier League players, and it, it, that the thought of that is really exciting. If they can get out of that league, if they are going to go into the Championship, that is just that little bit more footballing, you know, where uh, Wednesday aren't going to be the the big fish. It, it sort of throws forward to something that, that could be quite exciting in terms of style of play and what they can achieve. I actually did. I actually did think about that. I, I did think this actually bodes well for when when you go up against teams who are on a level pegging with you or or better. I mean, Sunderland are a perfect yeah. example, aren't they? What Sunderland have done this yeah. season. Um, that bias turn for the first goal is one of my favourite, since I've been covering Wednesday, it's one of my favourite moments I've seen on a, on a football pitch. Just the way that he sent two Premier League footballers for an hot dog at the same time and then just drove into the space, it was it was brilliant. But, you know, one of my one of my favourite moments of the night, actually, was when Bruno Guimaraes scored because it was loud. When, when Guimaraes scored that first goal, there was no, like, oh, this is worrying. It literally it just, like, reverberated around the ground. Um, it was, yeah, it was... It was just really. It was. We've spoken a lot about sort of the way that atmosphere is is sort of coming swings around about tonight with Wednesday, but that that moment just felt like you know if you're one of the one of the players, you just think, yeah, we got this. You know, with these with this lot behind us, we can get through. I'm going to sound like I'm urinating on people's chips here, and I, I don't mean I don't mean to. I don't mean to. It, I'm I'm asking your opinion on it. So I watched the match at home, obviously, because um, as we'd just been speaking off air, there was barely enough seats for the people who were they were at the match in the press box, let alone me going. Um, the commentator said a famous win for Sheffield Wednesday, right? Now my thinking there was Wednesday played Newcastle on a level level pegging barely a few seasons ago in the championship. Um Newcastle are not Man United or Liverpool or Chelsea. They're better than all three, aren't they, at the minute? Well, yeah, it's the oldest football team in the world now. In in terms of stature, in terms of stature. So I was. It made me think. Well, is it? And maybe it's a little bit of the man in his forties, Wednesday man, remembering when actual proper famous nights were happening at at Hillsborough. Am I? <laughs> I, I think for, for me, I don't, I don't. I don't actually mean what I'm saying. I'm, I'm asking the question: is, is it? Is it? Is it a huge event? I haven't I haven't looked, but where were Arsenal when Wednesday beat him in the League Cup, position wise? Probably around about so it'd be top six, I would imagine. Because obviously Newcastle, you know, literally there are two managers that have beaten Newcastle this season. One of them's Jurgen Klopp, and one of them's Darren Moore. You know, like it's it's a big deal. Newcastle are absolutely flying. I, I think there is an element of you know, famous win. Yes, because of the current climate. I think that's what that, that's the sort of caveat it is. It's a famous win now. You know, re- rewinding Wednesday winning. I mean, Wednesday have won the last four against Newcastle now. So beating Newcastle's not a, is no great shakes, but beating this Newcastle team 
is for me anyway it feels like a big deal the, obviously age is a part of this as you said chris we, we cover a football club that is 23 years out of the premier league that has had it's now in its third spell in the third tier it doesn't matter that they won the league cup in 91 and it, it, it's a different football club now and you know, we, we've all written and, and spoken about whether the club wants to shake that those ghosts or whether they embrace them and, and what's the best thing going for. It it just it all you know, the Waddle Hurst Sheridan images, they're they're irrelevant now, aren't they? You know, that this is something that should be absolutely celebrated as a, a great night. Probably the, the best certainly the best hills are a night since I've been covering the club, and that's nearly four years. What, going back to Brighton? The the Playoff semi-final, you know the the Arsenal one's obviously up there, um, but yeah, just you know it should absolutely be celebrated. It is a full, you know, a, a classic uh, giant killing in my eyes. Eddie Howe's comment of you know the squad's not deep enough. I enjoyed that, given who he brought off the bench. Well, exactly, you know that. You know, just England international Kevin Trippier. That there's nine. I counted up. Uh, nine internationals played for Newcastle on Saturday, uh, and he left one on the bench. Um, and by the way, there's four players that uh, uh, four Wednesday players that would have played that are out injured. Yeah. They've done it all without Barry Bannon, without Michael Hequa, Lee Gregory. I mean, these are big players, Ben Hennigan. So uh, it, it's the more you think about it, and the more you sort of talk about it, there's it makes it a bigger achievement. I, th- I think it's an absolutely monumental achievement. And um, I think as we both said on Twitter, Joe, during the week, it was, it was, it was a genuine privilege to, to cover it. It was great. Yeah. I think it's also worth noting as well. Like I know finances aren't everything, but I, I totted up how much Wednesday's starting 11 cost and you're talking under a million pound, you know, given what we're not, we're not Wednesday. We're throwing money at things anymore. This is a Wednesday team that's been, shrewdly put together you got academy graduates in there two of them starting which is great by the way loads of free agents couple of loans and then you got dominic author who cost 200 grand and josh windass who cost a bit about half a million i think um also i watched them lose at peterborough this season so yeah i'll take i'll take a win at home against newcastle <laughs> I, I'd, I'd like to point out I don't necessarily agree with myself here it was just something that <laughs> crossed my mind whenever he said it it was just I don't know. Something about it just jarred a little, and maybe, maybe think. Um, one, one of the commentators didn't. One of the commentators say that um, Liam Palmer was playing in an unnatural position at right back as well. I, I I can't remember, but I wouldn't be surprised. There was a there were a few clangers in there. There was there was a couple of um, uh, let's say the depths of the research wasn't quite as hmm. quite as good, um, but yeah. That, that'll not matter too much. Um, I know we say we didn't want to single anybody out, but we'll go over a few players um, who stood out. Um, and we'll start at the back. Cameron Dawson, whose arrival back in the first team, uh, I don't know, about three weeks ago now, wherever, wherever it was, um, was something of a surprise in a sense that it doesn't happen often. It, it, it very rarely happens where a manager will just say, right, I'm taking this goalkeeper out and putting somebody else in now. Um, but he's been absolutely superb since he's come in, hasn't he? And on 
on Saturday night, some of those saves were just utterly stunning. He, he's always had that cam, hasn't he? I think the um, the the season at Exeter that we'll, I'm sure we'll go into more detail about what that's done for him. But the, the questions were always about his, his concentration over a, a, a long period of games, and and I, I don't think it's too miserable to say that you know the the proof will be in the pudding over the next couple of months. But as you say, it was such a brave decision to do that. Stockdale had gone down in stages, shall we say, and it, with, with a couple of the goals that Wednesday had, had conceded. But the numbers were with him. There, there yeah, was like no... 11 clean sheets or something? 11 clean sheets. I think the, yeah. the, the, the lad at Leighton Orient, or I forget, French lad, had it was the only one in the entire EFL that had, had more clean sheets. And no one's... There wasn't really a clamour to get... You know, you get the odd comment, but you get the odd comment about... Barry Bannon, don't you? Um, and there was no clamour at all, so it was such a brave decision. And I think it, I think it has paid off. I mean, the the first one, the the way he sort of hooked his arm, you know, he, he, there's a slight degree of luck in there that it landed at at the feet of a Wednesday player. But what a save! The the one at oh, close range, yeah. And and the te- the te- I mean, I'm no goalkeeping expert, but the technical decision uh, to come out. I think the one that that Isak had. Um, he, he came out, made himself big, but he came out immediately. And, and the, those are the decisions that Cameron Dawson has been criticised for, you know, hesitating before. And that season at Exeter, Darren spoke about it. He's spoken about it a number of times, but the decision to to get him out there and play 46 games and, and play such a big part in a promotion-winning team. I've mentioned it to Joe once or twice. Having seen Dawson keep in the 5-0 defeat at Brentford where fans were the old Griffin Park that really really close to the goal were, were jeering him you know picking up dribbling balls into his box and he he looked visibly emotional that you know that it was his club that he'd come through and the transformation to last night I think you know is one of the the really great stories out, out of what came out of of Saturday because uh, he was, you know, Windass did fantastically, a couple of great finishes, but Dawson was my man of the match. He, he made a, a number of really, really good saves, all different saves. That one uh, with his feet in the second half was, I, I actually thought that Isak one, the header was his best one, but watching the replays, that one with his feet in the second half from close range was a brilliant bit of goalkeeping. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm chuffed that he, he got the plaudits as well. Shearer spoke about him and um, Danny Murphy on match the day and all the rest of it because he, he has had tough time so yeah I think from a, a very human point of view I'm, I'm really really chuffed for him he's a great lad as well Cam you know I, I spoke to him after the game and you just you could see he was just really made up about all of it he was talking about how it was so nice to see Hillsborough rocking again but one of the things that, that really stood out for me with Cam and he, he mentioned it um, after his first game back I asked him if he'd be, he felt he'd come back a better player and he said not really he said he's still the same goalkeeper he's just a bit more mature and he thinks that's then in turn made him a better goalkeeper because he he doesn't he's not as as wayward with his his mental state I suppose you know he's he's a lot more focused he's a lot more um, level with 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 what happens and that goes back to what Alex was saying about sort of the emotions of it I don't think he's an emotional goalkeeper anymore and and there was a there was a point in the game the other day when a corner came in he didn't flap it but he came for it and he didn't get there. But it didn't bother him. And then about ten minutes later, he made that save down low, and 
he just doesn't look like the sort of goalkeeper that gets um he doesn't look like he gets flustered anymore and that is a massive thing to have as a goalkeeper because if you're going to get down every time something bad happens you know it's it's going to be a long old season but as alex said it's just really really nice for him because he he had a tough time at wednesday for a, for a long period and it look again we're going to see what happens over the rest of the season but in many in many ways it feels like darren has played this whole thing absolutely perfectly we we did wonder, didn't we? Because we, when Stockdale came in, I, you two knew better than me, but I I felt that Stockdale was there to push Cam, but you two felt actually like he was one of the best goalkeepers, if not the best goalkeeper in League One last year. He'll come in as number one, um, but. It, it has proven to be a masterstroke and for for Darren, but on the other hand as well, it also making that decision. Cam knows now. Darren's done this before. If I'm not on it, yeah, for a lengthy period of time, he's given Stockdale I don't know what 15, 18 games or whatever it was. If I'm not on it now over the course of the next two months or whatever. I'm out of the team again. Darren's already set a pre- set a president here and, and he precedence. And and he'll just ball me out and, and bring David back in. Yeah, I think their their relationship is key in it, Alex. Yeah, I, what I want to say about Stockdale, don't underestimate the impact that he continues to have on the camp. You know, he's a big character. And I think having if Dawson had started the season in goal. You know that the, there would be nervousness from from the stands and stuff just because of what's gone before, how how he ended uh, the the sort of the, the previous part of his his Wednesday career, um, and and having someone with that big personality who's going to play with his chest out and be arrogant. I mean, the way that he Stockdale played with the ball at his feet, um, terrifying sometimes. Yeah, yeah, like a, a bit too much. Um, but you know, and the the way that he he was speaking to us guys and all the rest of it. it one thing that sort of stuck with me was, you know, Stockdale, they're getting on a Monday and, and him and Cam go through all the comments on Twitter and have a laugh at the, the trolls. That sort of stuff. It, it's been such a... The size and expectation on Wednesday has been such a, a millstone for so long. And, and I think we've seen good players come and, and melt, you know, spoken about it too much, if, if anything. Um but having someone like David Stockdale that's been there, done it, there is a big personality. I think I think it continues to have a really big impact and is a part of, of Dawson's success and, and the success of the defence in general, I think. Um, I'm going to move up the pitch a bit because, um, well, well, we'll get to this in a minute. Uh, the midfield, George Byers, um, <laughs> incredible again. And I think, I think what we saw on Saturday night just showed that that little period that Wednesday had a little while ago where they were maybe grinding out a 1-0 or there was a few draws in there and things just weren't going quite according to plan. I, th- I think we saw on Saturday night why, why that was the case. I don't think there is any coincidence that Wednesday's best performances last season came when George Byers came back into the side and why... They've played better with him in it. I saw someone say on Twitter, and I, I, I agree, um, getting George Byers for free feels like a little bit of a, a robbery. Um, you know, like the the fact that Darren managed to get that done in the way that he did 
is is remarkable. I mean, him and him and Volks deserve a lot of credit, both of them, don't they, Alex? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the energy that they've put in and the quality as well. You know, we, we've waxed lyrical on on Byers since he joined the club, really, or certainly after his first few months with the club. But Will Volks is a, a far better player than than perhaps we thought after after his first few weeks. He had that injury, didn't he? Um, which which struggled when he was trying to settle into the club. But the two of them, Darren said this a number of times, that they've got different skill sets, but they complement each other really nicely. Um, and the energy they showed. I mean, I mean, as you said, Joe, we, we don't know the parameters of the deal in terms of like a sell-on or, or if Wednesday were to go up, do, does Swansea get a fee or whatever? But that deal looks like an absolute shambles of a deal now to not have any transfer fee. He's still, what, is he 26, I think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what what a footballer. We've spoken about it before with Bayes, haven't we? Like, he has got a bit of everything in terms of the way that he plays. And, I mean, you see it all every game as well. You see that bite that he's got. You see his technical ability. You see his, you know, the the stamina, the the energy that he's got. Um, And, yeah, like I say, I don't think it's any coincidence that that Wednesday are a better team with, with, with him in it and they get better results with him in it as well. Great hair. Great hair as well. Always important. His hair winds me up. I bet it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I think that's why it winds me up because I don't have any, and I'm looking at him and going, "You've got loads there. Will you do something with it? Yeah. Can you just give me, give me some of it, please?" <laughs> um. Okay, moving up the pitch again, Josh Windass. Right, I'm going to say this, and it's not a big deal. But it's annoyed me that he didn't celebrate. I, I, I'm going to get it. I'm You're not the only one, Chris. The whole know, base is very annoyed about it. I, I know that some people read into it last week whenever he didn't celebrate, and that was madness, really. But I'm annoyed <laughs> just because he's just scored twice against a Premier League team in a cup, FA Cup match. In a famous win over Newcastle. And he's, I, I, I don't get it, but uh, I saw. I'm I'm a bit old man shouting the clouds today in, in this respect, but I I I just don't get it. I, I don't know whether it's arrogance or or maybe it's a, it's a joke kind of poured over from the previous week. I don't know whether he's saying I'm just not going to celebrate the rest of the season now because of wind people up. I, I don't know. But well, the thing is, it literally could be any of these things, and that's why it's not and, worth and getting all of them it. probably. He's too um, cool for school, I think, isn't he? He's trying to give that. So, like, he, he joked about it last year, didn't he? That his his dad said you're not allowed to uh, celebrate in League One. Well, I, I watched his dad in, in League One, and he celebrated some goals. So that, that's <laughs> critical for a start. Um, but yeah, he, he's one of them, isn't it? He, he's a he, he seems to be a bit of a character, Josh Windus. So I think you just take everything with a pinch of salt, don't you? Yeah. But I, I, we'll end it at that. I was just letting that letting that out that I was just annoyed. But I, he was absolutely superb, wasn't he? Yeah, Darren said that he felt that was his most complete performance since he's been at the club. Um, he said he, he felt that as a as a player, he gave as as much as as he's ever seen. And you know, do you know what? One of the things that stuck out for me was when he went when he was sort of bearing down on goal after that Smith threw ball for the second. There wasn't even a doubt for me. I, I, usually I, I'm a little bit like apprehensive and think, oh, well, it's going to go wide, it's going to get safe. But with that one, just I had absolutely 
no doubt in my mind he was going to score. And he took it so well. You know, his, his timing was was great. And very unlucky not to have a hat-trick as well. Oh, that free kick was a joke. Yeah. That, it's it's like hard as well, wasn't it? Joke. Well, he sort of stood over it. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, he's better off just sort of chipping this in the box, seeing what happens. Um, yeah, it, it was an absolute shambles. But, you know, you, the confidence that second, the second one, there have been moments, it seems mad talking about the, the confidence of Josh Windass, but there have been moments this season where he has taken an extra touch here and there. And, um, and yeah, it was just, it was supremely confident stuff. And, um, yeah, what, five goals since he was taken out the team. It's um, it's another tick in the box for Darren Moore, I think. I was just going to say, like, at what point do we say that was, you know, not just the right call in terms of, the team, because obviously the team got results when he was was out of there as well, um, but also for for Josh, like you know, whether it's whether it's been a, a you know a kick up the backside or whether it, he needed it or you know whatever it might be, he's come back and he scored five in two. So you can't really argue with that at all. And at one point we were you know been talking about Wednesday players not scoring enough. You know they've not got enough goals. The the strikers haven't got enough goals. But now, over the last three weeks, we've got I think um, two players on eleven now with Smith and and Windass and yeah, he, Liam Palmer had one stolen off him. He might have been on five if it weren't for that. Hmm. Um, okay, I, I, I know I, I know we're leaving people out who were brilliant, but um... it was going to happen. <laughs> um, Going back the way then, um, Martin McGuinness, again, outstanding. And <laughs> Alex, I'll let you take this one. Where are we now? <laughs> Good luck. I don't know. I don't know. He was so... What are you doing is because your, tweet, your tweets earlier left everything so open to interpretations. <laughs> there was an offence big enough... <laughs> <laughs> the the role of journalism is to get to the to the pointy end of matters, and in that quest, I have failed <laughs> and will continue to fail. I think until there's some sort of statement put out at either end. It's um, it, it was it was done. He was going back to Cardiff. Cardiff wanted him back for their own purposes, probably some sort of backup. But you know, hello, well, may may remain to be seen on that. Um, but that the deal was that it would only be after the FA Cup game because there was no point in going back on January 1st because he would already be cup-tied given the Wednesday thing, so it was always going to be after that game. Um, and then, yeah, we're sort of piecing things together, so I don't want to get into too much detail. But How long how long were we looking at getting that story out, Alex? From when from when we first spoke yeah. about what we did to getting it out, to try and... Because we were like, with this thing... If we get this even marginally wrong, yeah, with a player like Mark McGuinness, we're gonna we're gonna get murdered. So yeah. yeah, it was it was a good what two days will it have been? It was, and it was a nice team effort as well, Joe. It was, yeah, it was a proper collab. Um, but yeah, and and yeah, it, it transpires that they're obviously Cardiff City are under a slightly unusual transfer embargo in that it's not that they haven't been paying players or that they're skin to anything like that. There's obviously the uh, controversy over the Emilio, Emiliano Sala um, payment of, of that between them and Nance. And, um, yeah, so they're under a, an unusual 
transfer embargo with perhaps a different set of rules and stuff. So whether they can have Mark McGuinness back remains to be seen. There's question marks at the Cardiff end as to whether that's the case. And I think we'll find out probably in the next few days, um, which is good because you don't want it dragging on to the end of January because Wednesday need to crack on otherwise. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've sort of been quite wary to not build up hopes too much, I think, but the response on Twitter seems to have been, <laughs> I've sort of, again, failed in that quest. So Because it, it changes the, the transfer market for them completely, doesn't it? If, if this days, then I mean, you 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 could say they, they don't even need another one. You know, another one would be nice, but it's not a necessity. If he leaves, however, then it's you know it's something they really need to get done. Um, for, from sort of reading between the lines, it kind of feels like that the recall is not the issue. They can recall him if they want, and that's that is part of you know what they can that is, is their prerogative to do. It's the registering side of things that it sounds like they're not sure on. Um, and that's not. There's other theories flying about on size of squad and whether you can t- take players out and put, yeah. you know, the fact that he, tur- he turned 22 four days ago. Yeah. Which changes the, the complexion of it. it the, the whole thing is a bit of a minefield. You know what? Leave him where he is. Just call it a day. It's much that's easier. It. It's a headache for everyone. No one needs this. <laughs> <laughs> They drew the Premier League team as well in the, in the FA Cup. They don't need it. They're clearly good enough. <laughs> we'll leave it there, lads. Um, it's been good to be back on the Monday Review. We'll be back on Thursday where, I I mean, <laughs> we'll look ahead, to, look, look, look ahead to the continuation of the of the hype with um, a huge match coming up on Saturday. Um, it really is a big game, by the way, because of the other games that are happening. With Ipswich playing Plymouth, this is it's a big weekend. This one coming up. Wednesday's record at Wickham is horrible, honking <laughs> as well, isn't it? We did take the keeper though, so maybe him with a better shout. Mm. It's it, it, it's still um, the the hype is not it's not going to be there, is it? <laughs> a bit of a come down. Our Monday our Monday review might be a little bit of a come down compared to. <laughs> next week but um we will be here anyway on thursday to uh to review that and again next monday to look back over saturday's match thanks alex thanks joe see you again soon cheers oh best <laughs>